seeing the title of this epi we're talking about the fourth installment of hellraiser bloodline bloodline so uh we are slasher tracks i'm aaron i'm sloan i'm your stepmom and if this is your first episode uh we watch horror movies break them down and especially i mean they should go back and be totally lost after this, sure, this but... long treacherous story i mean you could tune into any of them i think oh. our our shtick is yeah, that we yeah. uh mm. we take a special look into the soundtracks of the films as well and we are on episode four uh hellraiser four yeah and it's not always going to be Hellraiser. It just happens to be working this way so far. No, I don't know about you guys, but I could use a, I could a, break. Use a break. Maybe episode five could, is a A refresher would be wonderful. I think our audience would agree. By that, I mean my mom, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the episode tonight. That's uh, what we call a teaser in the biz. Yeah, the people are gonna listen to it. Like, mm. oh, I gotta listen. To I got thing goosebumps. I, you got goosebumps? <laughs> I always got them when I'm excited. That's crazy. I'm what glad you're excited. Next? <laughs> Okay, so hot take, guys. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hellraiser 4. Down. Hellraiser 4 is shit. <laughs> so, should we explain? I'm going to give it a, a shitty thumbs up, to be honest. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He liked I it. I definitely like this one. He keeps liking them more. He's I definitely like this one more than you guys. I'm getting Stockholm Syndrome. Full on. Um, <laughs> I even liked it better the second time I watched it. It's just getting worse for me. Oh, that's that's very bizarre because I watched it twice and each time I felt like I was wasting away. Like it <laughs> just felt like it, you know, it wasn't even that it was bad. It just felt like like I was walking somewhere. Like it was just mm. something that I could, it was really hard to retain what I was doing and why I was doing it. But I did it twice. Um, it's like yeah. a hike that doesn't have like a view at the end. Oof. Yeah, no, it's like walking up the stairs <laughs> to get somewhere. That's pretty and then you harsh. forget why you're there. Well, so we yeah. <laughs> we're a little numb to this stuff, but honestly, I had a, an interesting point of view. Uh, I went home for the holidays, and my my second viewing of this, my mom was in the room, and oh. she was grossed out. It made me remember, like these movies are fucking gross, and yeah. it doesn't even really. Like, and this is clearly like, one of the least gross. Uh huh. I we're, think we're just like, yep, that's Hellraiser. But I mean, it's nasty. There's some guts in it. She was disturbed. It was gross, I guess. Um. So yeah, I guess we're a little jaded, but I mean, they've still got the guts. So should they, we get? Yeah, they still got guts. Should we get a little bit into the background before we break down this movie, or mm-hmm. as part of the breakdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so paint I just have, the scene for I us. just have like some real quick notes. So as mentioned, the title is Bloodline. Mm-hmm. The idea is that it's 1996 and 1776 oh, and I just, like I just 2127. 
Yes. I just mean the movie came out in 1996. Yeah. Oh, oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, everything else is in like increments of hundreds of years. I think it's like the three. I, yeah. It is both a prequel and a sequel to the Hellraiser films so far. And it is meant to explain the origin. Uh, so the last movie, if you'll remember, in three was trying to explain more of the origin of Pinhead. And it was supposed to be the end of the trilogy. But then that movie made money. So then they made the fourth one. It made it a quadrilogy. So this quadrilogy. one is a... <laughs> So this one is a prequel and a sequel. It is supposed to explain the origin of the puzzle box or the l- lament lament configuration. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I have a just a little bit of background to explain this movie in comparison to the others. As stated, there were supposed to be three movies. This was the fourth one. Uh, it first, feels like the fourth one. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, it does. Little info: it was initially released in South Korea, not the United States. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Interesting. That's really weird. It is the last Hellraiser film with a theatrical release. Other ones did get like that some go to like some really bad festivals but uh this is also the last movie to have clive barker still involved at all he was just an executive producer i also did get the info that he sold this movie before even having an outline for a script so he sold it away like i don't want to touch no he just like sold it to like miramax or whatever to make it like they didn't even have an outline of a script they just like trusted clive because one through three made decent money Just to give you an idea, hmm. and then real quick, so like the first one on Rotten Tomatoes, just to compare some some Rotten Tomato scores, the first one critics Bring gave it a seventy percent, and the audience gave it a seventy three. That's a solid C. That's, that's a, a film. That's a good. That's, movie. A, that's a horror, film. and for a horror movie, not yeah, bad. Good point. Fourth one, critics gave it a thirty one, but the audience gave it a thirty seven. Hmm. Showing up for Pinhead. Barely um, showing up a little bit, yeah, just a little bit more. <laughs> There's like a person. Uh, I have some Whoa. other. I have some other stuff, but those were like the main things, just to give you an idea of this movie in context with the other films. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we want to? And yeah, it takes place in three different timelines. Yeah, um, three different points in time. It's one solid timeline, but. So wanna yeah. wanna just fucking it, get right into that? Yeah, do you wanna Yeah, it definitely shows that <laughs> it is a prequel and a sequel and <laughs> it's it's a mess. They have all these things going on at once, too many ideas, and it just it's everything is just like feels kind of like I feel like the whole thing feels tacked on. Like everything just feels like kind of like a uh, I'm Pop pretty sure it was tacked on. If I remember right, they did reshoots and added a bunch of yeah. the spaceship stuff later on. Yeah, because so... it started with... Uh, I don't know if his name's Jaeger, but that's how I'm going to say his name. That's how I pronounce fun. it when I read it. Yeah, it, it seems like that. So Jaeger started off directing it, and he had a long script, and Miramax was like, cool, greenlit. And it kept going. They kept shooting, and then eventually, they Miramax execs saw what he had when he was nearing completion, and they told him, "This we got to get Pinhead sooner. We got to get Pinhead in." So, basically, Jaeger was like, "Um, no. This is this is the film that I was 
doing. You saw the script. They knew where Pinhead was coming in. Um, I guess they wanted him before, like, the around or before the 40-minute mark. Yeah, he was coming and in 40 minutes. Nobody wants yeah, to wait yeah. 40 There were, like, multiple scripts, but it was still always 40 minutes. I'm on Miramax's side here. Yeah. I yeah, need to no, see no, I, my I, boy. I totally agree. But I do kind of, I'm interested to see if that film would have been different or better just because it might have had more coherence to it because right. it seemed kind of, I don't want to say sloppy. No, it's sloppy. <laughs> yeah, it is sloppy. I'll allow it. <laughs> it's, it but um, so Jaeger left and he's like, find somebody else. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this mess. This is a mess. So uh, Chappelle came in. Dave Chappelle came in to finish it. Dave and Chappelle. He wanted, I have no idea. He wanted that to he make way more movies. jokes. He wanted <laughs> just. I sh- not really. Um, but Chappelle came in and he added things and cut a whole lot to make Miramax happy. Miramax, I guess, also wanted the whole film runtime cut down because Jaeger's version was much longer. Um, and also, it wasn't initially set up to have. Um, the timeline was split up differently, how it was arranged. So I don't know if that... Cl- I don't know what Jaeger initially had planned, but it might have made it less coherent, maybe more. I'm not too certain. Hmm. I would assume that it would have been more yeah. coherent with one person's vision versus a couple people slapping stuff onto the same story. I read, mm-hmm. it. I was, I read about that a little bit, and it sounded like it was a more complicated story but it also needed a lot more CG, and they didn't get the budget approval mm. for the more complicated story. So this was like the simplified version. I think there was a lot mm. more flashbacks uh. and stuff and jumping the timelines in the original version, and there's just supposed to be a lot more like demon battles. That would have been nice. Oh, man. Yeah, it was supposed yeah, to be... Been... Yeah, it was supposed to be like more of... Because you know how like... Well, we'll get to her later, but the demon lady and Pinhead, they were supposed to be more... Fighting each other, I guess. Yeah, they barely really interacted at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Dave Chappelle comes in. Yeah, Chappelle comes in. Chappelle finishes it. From the Chappelle um, show. Yeah, from the Chappelle show. He Dave actually Chappelle. uses clips from the Chappelle show. Oh! Patch in yeah, yeah. Little missing um, parts. Pinhead was played by Dave Chappelle. They just, uh, they just made him look like pinhead they just put one pin in the top of his head and that's it oh because i read that they were gonna he wanted to do a showdown between pinhead and instead of angelique the crackhead character but miramax said it was miramax was like nah not doing it (laughs) too edgy they said Hmm. (laughs) sorry but basically but (laughs) when it came down to the came down to actually giving directors credits Neither Chappelle nor Jaeger wanted to take take credit for it because they both thought like yeah. So um, it got the old old uh, old film old film director Alan Smithy to uh, take the reins, which is basically a pseudonym for any project that a director makes that they don't want to take credit for and they don't want to be known for it. So they just slap Alan Smithy on it and say. There's your film, and it's actually in the credits as well. Like it mm-hmm. says, Alan Smithy. It's really exciting. Um, I, so yeah, I, I had to rewatch it. I had to scroll just to see that because I wanted to see it, and I just was like, "This is great." Made me feel good to know that, um, you know, it actually they actually honor that because I thought that'd be kind of like a strange thing 
for a film studio to do is to put I mean, if the people you know, aren't willing to have their name on the project, now, do we know yeah. like the origin of Alan Smithy or the first time that that appeared in a movie? There has to be an original Alan. It's not like a generic I knew, name. I learned about this like phenomenon because of watching this movie the first time a few years ago. I, I stayed awake mm. that viewing. This time I fell asleep. And then my surface level Wikipedia knowledge was like, oh yeah, Alan Smithy, it's yeah. such a thing. You know what? Actually, I have some information on that. What you got? I'm very actually, curious. Yeah. Um, so... The Directors Guild of America, the DGA, uh, didn't yes. allow pseudonyms until 1968. Okay. So it wasn't allowed. You just would have to put like, an too actual bad. name. Gotta oh, take no, credit for your shitty. bad work. You yeah. Yeah you, just, yeah, you just had to deal with it. And it was eventually discontinued in 2000, oh? which I find very, very interesting. So you can't um, do that anymore. You can't Alan Smithy anything anymore. You Apparently not. I'm not seeing. Oh. This was in the tail end of Alan's. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He only had a few more years to be able to pull that off. Mm. Yeah, this was one near the end. Um, and I'm really not seeing any information on an end to it. I'm just curious too, like how many times this had to be done. It looks like it's been used probably about um, between music videos, television, and. Um, films it looks like probably about 60 maybe even like a hundred times okay probably total yeah that's not so a lot been, if we're including used. bad music if, videos and bad television if we're including everything from, from what 68 ish to 2000 so just this like a span of like 30 for years the most embarrassing yeah i don't I'm pretending I didn't even do. I this. had this thought too, just like a like a comparison that this reminded me of, because like especially so we had Jaeger, and then Dave Chappelle came on, and Dave Chappelle's like, "You're not putting my name on this," and it was just because it was already such a mess. It reminded me of like when a mm -hmm. when you have a shitty tattoo and you have a tattoo, <laughs> a new tattoo artist try to fix it, and they're just like, uh, like, "Yeah, I'm not putting that not on my putting website." That on my Instagram. And don't tell people that I fixed it because yeah. I did my best, but this was a heap of garbage. Yeah, I am not kidding. proud of this. Yeah. Like, we're not putting this cover up like, on the internet. I, I could only do so much. <laughs> yeah. You can't polish a turd. So I get why Dave Chappelle, he's got to focus on his comedy Yeah, Chappelle show yeah. coming up. I don't, I, I wish I could Google right now so I could look up dates of when Chappelle show is. But, we don't need to. Yeah, we don't uh, need to. You guys have phones. Okay, so that's, that's a fun little, uh, I guess it means have no confidence in this movie because the creators had no confidence. Mm -hmm. Um. But if you guys are down, I'll I'll dive right into uh, scene one, like uh, yeah, time so frame one. This was yeah. so it starts in open? the fucking future, which was so exciting for me. The year is twenty one twenty seven in space station Minos, and is it Minos or Minos? It's gonna be Minos. Okay. Um, it's never said out loud. Um, and the audience right away is just assaulted with really. <laughs> strong like just a ton of bad cg like this looks like a ps2 cut scene we're starting jack and daxter up or something it is it, it is not toy story the robot it's, is very terminator uh, so we get we get the you see the outside it's kind of like you know the beginning of a star wars movie you see the spaceships and mm -hmm. it's awesome you see this and it's like oh I need to press the start and get my player two in. Um, and and so once we go into the actual inside of the spaceship, we find out that our main character, uh, Dr. Merchant, 
is doing some weird experiments involving the puzzle box and instead of him touching it he has this like terminator looking robot um that he uses as kind of like just so if anything bad happens it happens to the robot instead of him and he's just Mm -hmm. testing it that way and i loved i ate all this shit up we see like this weird cg bad robot hands doing the rubik's cube stuff also though this is philip merchant i think philip merchant okay yeah sorry I had Doctor. Okay. Doctor Philip, perhaps. Yeah. Doctor Philip. <laughs> That's fun. Doctor uh, Phil. So, so this is where I'd like to do a little uh, break in this, as as uh, as you guys and and some of our listeners might know. I'm a bit of a dork for computer graphic stuff, and I went. Yeah, this idiot went to school for it, like uh, a dork. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I saw that there were two uh, visual effects companies. Yeah, do you like that, that stuff? Shut up! You're being mean. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I thought it was cool. No, it's exciting. Okay. It's exciting. <laughs> so, so these spaceships were done by a company called Blur Studios, and um, oh yes, you mentioned this. You recognize Blur this Studios logo during I, the credits. I'll tell you, I this was got shocked to see something. to see Bl- Blur Studios because. If you've played any video games in the past couple of years, you've seen their work. They are on like the crazy, crazy high end uh, cutscenes. What do we for got? Example, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of games? So they did uh, the remake of Halo Two. I was about to say, did you Halo? Oh yeah. So that those cutscenes <laughs> are like when they came out, they were the best oh, CG stuff I've ever seen. It was when like they did the like they did a remake of the first one with like crispy graphics. Yes. Oh, oh no! Those the, are really... They did the remake of the second one. Okay, and they remade but the still, it's really too, cool, and it was amazing. Those are really nice. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff. Um, their recent work, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the oh. movie. Oh hell yeah! Oh no! Right. Before or after? Well, did yeah? Did they uh, do the after? I think both. Okay, that's um, good. They do. They have their hands on a lot of things. Um, they're a meme. They, if you've ever seen, they're not a meme. They are the best at what they do. They've done a lot of the Blizzard cutscenes, like when they're announcing their expansions, like uh, Diablo, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, they also did Love, Death, and Robots. If you guys have seen that, oh yeah, the Netflix yeah, thing. Yeah. That's I know, great. Not all, yeah. not that's all really the episodes, good. Yeah, but yeah. That crazy when you see. CG in the present day, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It's likely done by Blur Studios. And are they and huge? So is it they're like big now? Really they're big. Huge, so like, they weren't it, huge have... at the time. Okay. They they uh, and it shows. Oh, it shows. They were established in 1995, and this is 96. Oh, so this is yeah. so this is one of their first things, and you could tell. Well, hey, I don't know if that's necessarily their fault. It was 96. Like Pixar was like mm-hmm. when, and Pixar was like the top notch and doing better than anybody else could do because yeah. of their resources. I guess this was at a time where unless you're the best of the best, it's going to look terrible. I just want to give them. Some, yeah. We don't need to giggle at yeah. everybody. Um, and and then, honestly, I. Th- thought it was really endearing like i didn't think like it's it is like by today's standards it's really herky-jerky and like looks very funny but like i liked it like i was like oh that's so like it just it you know it it came from a simpler time it did it, did. <laughs> it jammed me up i was super excited to see it um the company that did the uh terminator robot hands was a different company called three oh, i was about to ask about that because i really like and i was wondering if it was the same people that made the terminator because it looks like the same robots oh yeah um i think it's because they ripped it off oh okay um, just for they <laughs> are they are nowhere to be found on the internet i oh. googled every name involved really? i googled three space 
I could not even find a sentence. The only shit I found were just <gasps> copies of the credits. Like, that was the only time I found Guys. three space was when it was in the credits. Guys, what if this is the Alan Smithy version of doing practical effects in a film? <laughs> if three space is what you say? Is. Yeah. If your effects I got are goosebumps. So bad, I think I'm onto something. Maybe. Maybe they <laughs> just didn't make it because they were not good. Or... <laughs> It was the same guys that made the Terminator, and they realized, like, uh-oh, they're going to find out that we use the same puppets. <laughs> and so there's, like, put the different name on it. Let's Alan Smithy like the shit, that. too. I like that. Um, That's I'm not sure. That's but a more yeah. fun story. So Blur Studios did the spaceships. They are alive and well now. Three Space did the robot hand. They are not. They are gone. Or um, they're not. Or they're not. Dun-dun-dun. Um, it's just one person. So... <laughs> It's all Alan. The whole point of this future setting is we've got the guy, he's... Philip. Philip. Merchant. He, as the title of it goes, he has a bloodline. He is the last in the line of merchants. The Le Merchant family. And he gets kind of cyber... He gets space arrested. These people board his place. So he decided... It turns out he was the brains behind making an entire space station that was actually the entire time to trap Pinhead. Mm-hmm. So so the space cops are like, wait a second. We and, they're, and they're like, so he, they, they see that he has, I don't know, a robot, and he like took over the space station, and they're trying to interrogate him, I think mm-hmm. like over video chat in space, and he's like explaining it to, to them, and I think they're just like, you're crazy, man. He explains it to uh, Rimmer yeah. in uh, face-to-face. It's not video chat. Oh, it is face-to-face? Yeah, but he is like, mm. this whole time, I need to explain this to you because you guys are ruining, bad shit's gonna happen. Yeah. I was in yeah. the middle of something. I made this There's for this. If demons. you step in now, like, you're really fucking this yeah. up. So then he takes... So, oh, yeah. He made a robot to open the puzzle box. Yeah. So he so takes the audience. So it wasn't a human audience, hand touching it. Um, and the robot does the parallel to the, all, all the other Hellraisers where he's sitting Indian style and opens the puzzle. That was fun. Um, and then he booms. He booms. He blows the fuck up. So good thing he had the robot. Um, but now um, Merchant will take Rimmer as well as the audience, on a tale through time to the beginning, to the second Holy setting, the past. God. What do you guys think? 1700s? 1800s? I, think it's, I wrote it down somewhere. I thought it was 17, I think it's the 1700s. I thought it was 1770. The 17th century. That's it. I thought it was 1776 or something. It's, it's 18th century. It's the 1700s. His great, 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 mm. great, great grandfather, Philippe. Philippe. Philippe Le Merchant. The toy maker. The toy maker. And you know what? I think the past is where this movie excels. Yes! I definitely agree. I think some of the best scenes are in the... I agree. I liked these scenes a lot more. The gore in them, the costumes, and also Mm. Adam (laughs) Scott! Pew, 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 pew! Yeah, Adam Scott. Your your star from Parks and Recreation and Party Down and other stuff. Adam Scott. Was this his first role? So, this was. Well, so I... My little background information should we get into it now i was gonna save it for the end no, but like we haven't talked about the movie like yeah. really at all organic let's let's just get all right into so it. let's get I... into it just my little quick uh side tangent for today i have some other trivia that we can talk about later but my adam scott thing so this he did have he was in one other movie before this two okay. years before 1994 city scrapes los angeles i haven't seen that flick yeah and i don't think he had a major role this was his first major role mm. though 
So he's um, trying really hard. Go. And he was really proud of himself. So I couldn't find like an interview with him, but there was some other stuff that were saying that they were quoting Adam Scott. So we're going to trust the internet on this one. Okay. Uh, according to the internet, he said he was very grateful for being cast and was really excited at the time because this was like his first real movie that he booked. And like he did have a pretty big role. It was also, I think in the, as we've talked about, the script was rewritten and there were reshoots and it kept getting changed. Originally, yeah. I think in the script that he originally auditioned for, his part was going to be pretty small. But because they had to simplify the story and Angelique's character got changed, he got a much bigger role than he mm. even expected too. So he actually... Mm-hmm. Like, he thought it was just going to be like, oh, wow, I actually have a part in a movie. And and at the time, too, one, two, and three were pretty successful. Yeah. So he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, fuck, definitely. I'm in the fourth one. And, like, my part just keeps getting bigger. I'm getting more lines. That doesn't happen to, yeah, like, a yeah. young Adam Scott type actor. One thing, though, so, you know, like, in the biz, actors get, like, chairs with their names on them. Oh, yeah. I guess bank. his chair on the first day said Adam Craig, not Adam Scott. Ooh. And he was like, all right, I'm in Hollywood, baby. I get how this works. Uh, that was like a big moment for him. Um, all right, Craig. And then I guess later, so another thing that I thought was interesting was that he did audition. So after this, you know, he, he wasn't an overnight success, Adam Scott. I think we he his big blow up was probably parks and recreation yeah when was that like 10 years later or more more i th- the only 15? other thing i know him from yeah. the like big thing that i knew him from was party down but i don't think anybody else watched that show but me it is on hulu though yeah. and i highly recommend I've it i've heard of it i highly recommend it it's on hulu it only had one or two seasons but it's a very entertaining show is it's- adam scott partying down uh yeah yeah. It has, I can't access my phone to give you the cast, but it has a really solid cast. It has a, that tall lesbian lady with the blonde hair. She was on Glee. Boy, I couldn't tell you. And it's got that guy that was, that's in a lot of the, um, that's in a Wet Hot American Summer. It's got funny people in it. It's entertaining. Okay. It's, anyway. Does, is Adam Sorry. Sandler in it? No, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Adam oh, Sandler oh, oh, originally. Oh. <laughs> was cast as pinhead but he could not make it <laughs> he gave Can too you much fucking weight. imagine uh, <laughs> pinhead <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> just thinking of like like his aggressive uh, lines uh, <laughs> <laughs> angels to some demons to others <laughs> no i was thinking of like when he's like being really guy. angry uh, uh, i can't yeah. think of i'm any glad that he couldn't make it he was quotes. too busy recording grown-ups three um so just a couple other things. Uh, interestingly, so what I was talking about there was just that. So Adam Scott, his crew didn't blow up from this <laughs> surprise. So then he did end up auditioning for one of the sequels just to try to get more work. And he was hoping nice. that the casting directors wouldn't remember he was in the fourth one to see if he could get in That's another funny. one. He didn't get it. He thinks maybe they remember oh, him. Like he doesn't want them to find out because he, like he shouldn't play another yeah, character. Yeah, he shouldn't in... be in another one because he was already in the Bleh. universe as a different character. Um, and then the other thing I had was just like, I wrote down, I just thought this was interesting, that it is like kind of a pattern of actors that like become huge successes started out in horror movies. And I think, especially our listeners, if you like horror movies and you know of some of the big ones, like Jamie Lee Curtis, she's the Scream Queen. She's in the Halloween movies, The Fog, Prime, uh, Prom Night, Terror Train, which I hadn't heard of. 
That sounds awesome. Mm. Sounds awesome. Yeah, that was her fourth movie. I could do some more Jamie Lee. Uh, Johnny Depp, we know that one, Nightmare on Elm Street. We got Jennifer Aniston with Leprechaun. But then a couple that I didn't know was George Clooney's first movie was a film called Grizzly 2, The Concert in 1983. His first movie was a horror sequel? A horror sequel. Holy shit. About a grizzly bear and a concert. That's badass. It also had Charlie Sheen. But it was never released. Oh, wow. But then his real debut was in 1987 with still a horror movie, Return to Horror High, also a sequel, sounds like. Hmm. Another one that surprised me was Tom Hanks' first movie was a horror movie. It's called He Knows You're Alone, which came out in 1980. Oh, and Leo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. That was his first movie. No shit. So yeah. I guess you cut your teeth on a horror movie before yeah. moving on it's to pretty, a real. It seems like it's pretty common, thing. and I just really like too. That, yeah, these all these actors like up, and then Jamie Lee Curtis. So she went from Scream Queen to Yogurt. I mean, she's a real American dream. She really but is. Anyway, that's my little side tangent. Okay. <laughs> let's get let's get back to Philippe Marchand and the past. Yeah. He is making. The puzzle box as a uh, commission for, for this strange fucking dude. He looks like Darth Vader with his helmet off, and oh, he yeah. he's a magician he's perv, as I read. Magician wrote down. perv, yeah. Monsieur Monsieur de Lisley. Yeah. So he mm. gives him the puzzle box, but then kind of stays and and watches out the window to see what's going on. I and thought he left and come, came back. Did a real Kyle about it. No, no, he stays. He right just kind of stays because he doesn't want to go back. Also, home. very Kyle. Because his mom is. Yeah, his, his, <laughs> his wife is being really unsupportive about the whole thing. She's like, she did not like his puzzle. She box. saw it transform, and she's like, oh, so it does nothing. Wow. She was a real bitch. About wow. It. Yeah. And um, he was so excited too. Yeah. So like, just even if you don't like it, be excited for him. He was like, just say like, oh, cool. Yeah. Fine. You don't have to be so hurtful. He about said it. like it was his greatest creation. Yeah. Yeah, his masterpiece, I think. Yeah. And she's like, cool, I don't care. So it makes sense. Also, that remember he that around. his wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she might be, you know, she's got a lot going on. Oh, that might but, mean something. So, so he's watching out the window and, and he finds out what this fucking box is for when, because Adam Scott brings Jacques. this drunk girl in and they, uh, uh, and has her sit down by mm-hmm. the box at a table full of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a feast. There's you know a suckling yeah. pig, uh, tomatoes. Uh, what else do they eat in 18th century France? Uh, uh, grapes, probably spaghetti. You know the good stuff. Yeah, they had the good stuff. Pizza, 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 <laughs> <laughs> cheese it. <laughs> like the classy pizza with like the the with the plumps of mozzarella. Oh yeah, and yeah. like four cheese, mini cheese corn dogs. Yeah, mini cornies. Um, and, and, and and pigs in a blanket yeah it's a great feast and they're like so she's like oh you're a magician ha 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 and they say yeah close your eyes we're gonna do a trick it's also and, not clear if she's a prostitute or a virgin or both i don't know she's the it's, hot chick it doesn't really matter yeah. and so the magic trick is adam scott murders her this is the part that my mother watched. And oh, it's just oh, what a he, great spot. She is getting filleted. <laughs> she, yeah. they basically got all of the human out of the skin. This is very Clive Barker until and like just yeah, pud pud guts on the floor, and and so it's just a human skin suit. 
hanging from chains over mm-hmm. at the like just across the room and you see just like shadows of it it's very mysterious yeah um so uh, um so now that there is an empty skin suit the ritual can begin and so the nasty perv magician starts off by going spectale viculus monave spectale Viculus <laughs> Mojave! Uh, for a while. Walk now among us. And basically while he's doing that, the skin is getting filled up with demon. Oh yeah, and they have, like, you know, they made like a pentagram or some shit, and there's like a lights and portal to hell thing happening. Yeah. It's and pretty just, neat. It's and probably the most... spoon feeding, spoon feeding her with mashed potatoes as she fills <laughs> yeah. up into a person again. Not really. <laughs> um, so she is back, but she is a demon now. And the uh, rule with demons is that demons have to do what they are told unless it uh, interferes with the it stands plans in hell's hell. way. Yeah, unless you stand in hell's way. So that means she can like. And then the other big thing is he who summons. It's two rules. He who summons the magic commands the magic. He who summons the magic commands the magic. But, that was an Adam Scott line. He was really. Very Jacques. Yeah. So he (laughs) he commands the magic to just have sex with her a lot. Um, That's that's his spin on this. Yeah, they end up, the demon girl, they kill the pervert magician man. Which is annoying because he was one of the coolest characters in the movie. And they're just like, nah, he doesn't really get a good... Yeah, he could have been a cool Cenobite, but you know... Yeah, you know? He would have been cool. Oh, actually, this might bring me to some background information, because I think he might have been. Go so, on. Mm. So, I don't know a whole lot about this, but I found in just, like, my research for, like, trivia and stuff about this, apparently, and I think this is something we need to look for to see if we can find it, um, apparently there were a lot of promo images for the movie like in magazines and stuff where they uh showed like aristocrat cenobites and i'm assuming mm. the magician had to be the main one pain but, and suffering so yeah they were <laughs> they were cut from the movie but again because you know the they had to simplify the script they didn't have enough cg for that the original story cool. and they were also supposed to be demon clowns at and like these like these oh. you know like jester demon clowns and 18th century aristocrats at a there's supposed to be like a ballroom party scene that was supposed to be a big part of the movie but they cut it hmm. cuz they didn't have enough money so maybe the Darth Vader And also cuz it was it was taking it was taking up the time to get to Pinhead hmm. so that's why they cut it out gotcha so all right definitely found he might have uh, been a some images oh definitely found some promo images oh yeah and yeah, it definitely looks like he just doesn't have, like, it, it looks like he has, like, a skinned over face and then some blood coming out of where his eyes and stuff would be. Oh, He's okay. definitely going to be one. That would have been cooler than what they decided to do. Yep. <laughs> um, just killing him. They, wanted, so, they needed just mm. Pinhead, though. They were just worried about their main mascot. So this is when the, Fair. the past section wraps up, and we find out that Adam Scott and Angelique Go on. Yeah, Angelique uh, is the name of the demon. So woman. she's a demon, so she lives forever. Somehow he gets to live forever, well, too. Well, he gets, like, her demon juice. Yeah, and now it's going Gross. to the present day, 1996. And Adam Scott has long, greasy hair. Yeah. He's very brooding. He 
doesn't look well. He has dark he circles under his eyes. Greasy. He looks like he has a drug problem. Yeah, he definitely looks like he has a. I mean, he's been alive for so long. Well, you, how are you gonna yeah. get your kicks? You fucking demon for hundreds of uh, years, and like nothing's mm. exciting. Well, anymore. you know, like the it reminds me of on Preacher. Yes. Uh, Cassidy yeah, is a vampire. He's been around for like seventy plus years, and so he just kind of been around hundreds. Nah, not really. 70. Um. And he just gets, you know, just gets bored, gets drunk and high all the time. And like you can't bored. die, yeah. and you already hang out with demons. There's no stakes. It's not like you're yeah. going to overdose. You'll be yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, so it's 1996, and we see what uh, the Merchant family line is up to. Uh, John Merchant in the present day has a wife and a kid who has connects, which is fun. I, I don't know if that was a product placement or not, but. Connects were heavily featured when we were like, now it's present day. We have connects. Yeah. Also, the kids' bowl bowl cut is yeah. featured yeah. prominently. It really is. Oh, uh, one thing too that where yeah. So we had mentioned in the last episode about how it was just happenstance that they ended the film on a building that had a sculpture that looked very much or similar to the puzzle box. That is what was a big inspiration for the present day character being an architect. And that he was making a puzzle box building. Mm-hmm. So, and then he, so he's like getting an award for it in present day. And he's yeah. really nervous about he's, it. He's giving his award speech. Uh, everything is going to be fine. He's, he's not, you but know. he's having nightmares. But he's been having nightmares about the hot chick. He's mm-hmm. never met her in real life. But he's got Angelique. these nightmares. His blood remembers, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes. And then he's giving the speech. He's like, I'd like to, you know, thank God. I'd like to thank my parents. Uh, and he sees her in the back, and and then he just stumbles. He loses out. it. He's uh, he does a really bad job. He sweats a lot and he stumbles and and says you know he wraps it up and is done. She found out that the bloodline is still going on through a and Time she, magazine. She, um, that's why she's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's or it's who it was like was it Time or was it like Architectural or Architects? Yeah, like for some reason she's on, on the cover of something. So she I goes think it was on his, Playgirl. Could be Playgirl. Could be. Yeah, he hangs massive dong. <laughs> Next to a puzzle box. And he's like, gonna get in your box. Yeah. I'm gonna unlock that puzzle with hmm. my wiener. Okay, so <laughs> Angelique, she, she goes to the basement of the building that he is the architect of. And she lures a man, very uh, what's uh, very Julia style. Yeah, just lures like a Julia. dumb dude. Looking, Incel trap. Yeah, lures a dumb man that's like, oh, a pretty lady. Oh, oh yeah, I me. I shoved you and was a little rough. I I feel bad. I need to fuck you now. Yeah, it was. That was the whole <laughs> yeah, concept yeah. of that. So Ugh. she takes him to the basement, and then I think like she punches a hole in a pillar, and turns out mm-hmm. it's the pillar with Pinhead in it, and she sacrifices the incel to it. And then it reveals that the room is a puzzle box. Yeah. This and then has Pinhead a potential says, to open up a so, permanent gateway. So to the hell. thing is, I don't know if it was meant to destroy them or help them because the quote from Pinhead was, as he's explaining it to Angelique, he says, This is not a room. This is a holocaust waiting to wake itself. That this is this is where the movie starts falling apart because nothing really makes entire <laughs> yeah. sense. It's just kind of like a go, go, just go with it. Just pretend like it makes sense and just keep going. So and... I guess he uh, is holding a bird at one point. It's a really cool shot. He's holding a dove, and boom, it gets snatched away. 
Penny's got a pet now. Oh yeah, he's got his like demon dog. Penny's got a demon dog uh, that I think borrowed from a previous Cenobite. Uh, in the books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not in the books. No, there's uh, well, there's he, a character in the book. He was Chatterhead. The whole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh yeah. It's the dog. The dog. It's Chatterdog. So we've got Pinhead. We've got Chatterdog. Uh, and Chatterdog, I think, mm. looks really cool. Uh, uh, that's uh, a subjective. He does look. Mm-hmm. They try their best not to show it. It's like, yeah, it's they a, avoid it's Chuck E. Cheese looking. They can. But yeah, I it's like very it. Chuck E. Cheese. I thought it was awesome looking. And another. Uh, can we talk about the twins? Yeah, I just want to go and twins. Can we talk about the twins? I love the twins. I love the twins. Are you so, serious? I fucking Step love mom, the twins. Stop, you didn't like the twins? They're okay. so wholesome and I got fun. upset, Goosebumps, because you didn't like the twins. So, okay. ent- enter two blonde twin security guards, maybe 30 years old. Let's um, go that. And they're just kind of goobers. They they remind me of like a 90s comedy thing. And, they're, and, they're, the, they're the comic relief. And one of their lines, they're talking to each other and like, hey, I've, I've heard about like sometimes... You know, like chicks get their, or like a dude would get their dick cut off. And no, they, a chick. he asked him, like, if would you fuck a chick if she used to have a dick? And he's like, Yeah, I guess you so. Know she has it cut off. I guess it would. <laughs> and like, it was weirdly progressive. That's what we thought. Like, for 96, he was like, Yeah, I'd do it if she just. Yeah, mm-hmm. It wasn't gone, executed care. in a way that would be viewed as tasteful in the year 2020, but, but they met well. For 96, it was, these are nice guys. And they. Uh, end up in some creepy hallway. They're getting lured into. So they hear some, some bad noises stuff. because they're like opening the portal to hell thing in the basement of this building that they're security guards for. And you sure. know it's you know it gets creepy. Uh, when they see Pinhead, I have a quote from them. He's got pins in his head. <laughs> so that was a great line, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, and Pinhead Wait. is immediately making fun of them for I being codependent. I want Cody's hot take, though, on the, on the twins. You like the twins? <sighs> you know, okay, the twins as characters, fine. I just have a problem with their xenobitism and how they are, how they exist in that. And I think it's hmm. ploppy, messy, bad. I, I disagree. Disagree. So okay, <laughs> so it's so much potential. I like a majority of it. They just okay. I feel like the end they just dropped the ball. I so agree. basically, I what happens is Pinhead like gets like this moldy thing and he starts pushing them together, and it looks like he's just gonna mash them together into one person. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah, sick. I'm here for it. And then their heads just kind of like wrap around this tube, and they're kind of like connected by like this weird tube thing. And then I thought that was. I horribly love it. lame. I thought horribly it was so bad. cool. They look like soft serve ice cream swirly connecting their heads together so they'll never be apart. I think I, the... I thought they were just gonna mash them together yeah. and then they just it have did. like some weird face stuff together. I everything it... else is fine. Like how they split apart later. Yeah. Cool yeah. with it. It, it kind but of reminded I just... me of uh <sighs> the Fooglies on Spy Kids. Oh yeah. Like it's just creepy in a weirdly bad way. It just like a little bit of the monsters in this totally reminded me of because like the book what was the book that I read? I can't remember. The... Telltale Heart? No. No. Uh, I think it's the Pinhead's like... Heart. <laughs> the Hellbound Heart. Hellbound Heart. Yeah. So that book? No, that's not what I read. I read the Scarlet Letter. Sure. 
Clive Barker's Johansson? a Scarlet Letter. Um, it just like so he wrote it later, but you can see like what he's going Diaries. for. I think like you can see like what his ideas were <laughs> sometimes, um, and then they're just not always executed because like he there is specifically in the book this um, minion character that is dog like, and he also like there's like bars in his head to like alter his skull and stuff. So I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of like this is just shit that like Clive Barker's into for monsters mm. of like. I don't know, like breaking people's skulls apart. I'm also, I did think it was interesting too. I think it more set up uh, the canon that um, Cenobites, when they're created, their blood is replaced with a blue liquid. Yeah, because we see that juice. with mm-hmm. Doctor Cenobite, yeah. but it just could could have just it, been Chenard. Weird alien. But then too. they did it again in this one, so it like confirms that uh-huh. part of the Cenobite transformation is getting your blood replaced with blue demon. They might have done that in three too. Oh, did they? I- I'm not sure, but I think so. It's okay. established. Okay. Um, so that's another of the Cenobites. Uh, Pinhead kidnaps uh, Little Jack. Bullcut kid. Bullcut boy. Gets kidnapped. And that was kind of a creepy part. Um, it was! Because you see the kid, she's looking down the stairs into like the, mom's the like laundry where... dungeon basement. And she just sees the kid looking scared. And she's like, hey, come, come here. Come here, and, Jack. And he says, I can't. Mm-hmm. He won't let me. I, goosebump- I just goosebumped right it now. It was very scary. And then the camera pans a little bit, and you see Penny's grabbing him. He's like, holding I think him by the it shoulder. was, yeah, it was super like child abducty, and it was kind of like creepy in like a way that the other ones haven't been. And I haven't mm-hmm. made up my mind if I think that's a good thing for the series or a bad thing because mm-hmm. it was legitimately creepy. But also, like the other movies don't have this like. <gasps> Oh no, they actually got the, you know, like there's no like real fear for the. Yeah. Like, this was kind of like a, of this was like a genuinely movie. scary thing. The other ones are more just like, fuck, this Gross. is disgusting. Yeah. 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 And this one was like just your your kid is gone. Yeah. It was like a thing yeah. that I think moms would be upset by. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. was like the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so he's doing that as bait to get yeah. uh, Merchant. Uh, that one's this one's Philip, no John. John. This one's John. This is John. This is John. So sorry. Um, Penny wants him to open up the gate. Yeah, unlock the perpetual light to make the big old portal to hell. Yeah. Um, they get a big, a little bit of a squabble here, and Johnny gets his head chopped off by a, uh, by hooks. What John does? Yeah. Right. Doesn't yeah, he get his head chopped off? Oh yeah. It gets the, chopped clean. Oh off. yeah. Brutal they get into some fight and and uh well not even really a fight. He gets the classic hook treatment, but the hook goes through his neck and then get like splits off and gets wider, so it's wider than his head, and then he pulls it forward, Mortal Kombat style, mm. and rips his head off. His head clunks to the floor, and his kid bull cut is like sees it and is just gonna be traumatized for life. Here. He's fucked. Um, is yeah. that all there is to the present day sequence? Or and then that I it. have everything went in the box question mark. We we go back to back to the future. Back to the future, <laughs> the present day of the film, uh, and and so Angelique is now a Cenobite. Yeah, we see our she, final she new Cenobite. Cool. Angelique, uh, describe her. Her head is cut at the top. So then it brings, so, like, I think it's, like, kind of playing off of, so, like, Pinhead is supposed to be the hell priest. I think they're kind of presenting her as, like, a hell queen. And I mm. think, like, um, 
another thing too was like the rewrites and rewrites and rewrites of this movie is that it was supposed to be like Pinhead and Angelique were supposed to like battle with each other a lot for like the power over hell, but it ended up that they just had like a sexual tension and now it's his girlfriend. So I think that's part of like why they did her styling. So it's like she has like her skin on the top of her skull is cut, right? And then it just like folds over and then it's hooked down so it looks like a creepy crown. Yeah. And I really, I thought that was pretty cool. It was I like the styling of that. Um, Fine. Cody's not impressed. Nothing will beat the the original Cenobites. Uh, The twin split? What about the twin split kill? Yeah. No, the twins, that was the best thing. I still think they looked stupid with the ice cream swirl between them. Yeah. But... I did like the split kill. I think was cool. I so liked it. They I like that they swirl, and they separate, and they squash Garducci, one of the Space Marines, in between <laughs> them. Uh, and I guess he just fucking gets liquidated, right? They just kind of show a bunch yeah, of slop just... on the ground. Yeah, I, just I like wrote... to think that they he, they absorb part of them, but <laughs> I hope like so. uh, you know, at least some of the good now it's the nutrients. Yeah. Um. Rimmer explodes from the demon dog. There's this a cool line where um, Pinhead says, I cannot die. I am forever. Or as Adam Sandler would say. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I can't die. I am forever. Oh my God. Shut up. So... <laughs> And then it, it, it's, Jesus Christ. <laughs> then it is revealed that Penny has been talking to a hologram and the real good guys escaped on a spaceship. Mirror trick, classic Bye-bye. mirror trick. You remember the perpetual light? They yeah. finally figured it out. The space station is a giant puzzle giant box puzzle machine box. and it shoots light at itself and blows Penny to kingdom come. And Philip has a sweet line. Welcome to oblivion. And Pinhead explodes. That's that's it. As simple as that. The past, the present, and the future, all in one. Hellraiser four. So, bloodline. Again, this was supposed to be the final movie. Again, as three was supposed to wrap up the origin story of Pinhead and finally end the trilogy. This fourth one was, they're like, all right, we'll talk about the puzzle box, but this is the end. He's fully destroyed, right? He got exploded in space by yeah. the this person would be a good that time to end it. first created his portal to Earth. This would be an appropriate this would time be an appropriate to ending. just call it a day and maybe reboot it in 10 years when Disney owns it. Just kidding. But There's like nine nope, more. Nope, we literally have... Six. Six fucking movies left. Um, well, if you guys are ready, I'm down to switch to the music. Okay, let's get into the tracks part of Slasher Tracks for Hellraiser 4. Um, this one is done by Daniel Licht. 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 Can I see the spelling? L-I-C-H-T. I'm gonna go with Licht. And, um, oh, he got Licht. So, he did. So first impressions, for me at least, I was not wowed. It felt just like more orchestral, color by numbers, horror movie. Like, he was just phoning it in. Did you guys feel that way? Oh, yeah. For certain, did you, uh, I I can't, could, there's no way I could ever think of a, one of the songs from it. And I watched it. And Twice. I literally just listened to the soundtrack again earlier. Did you today. do any? Uh, did creepy, you do any tabbing? 
I did it. I did Aaron. it. Because there was no noticeable like theme. Anything? He yeah. kind of, he did the same buh, 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 little Hellraiser thing in the main theme. Do agree, though, that you will always tab at least one section I'll to try. sing to us? Yeah, I will try to make that In future episodes. Thing. <laughs> uh, one critique that I had, just thinking about the music, something that could have made so much sense that he didn't do. We have three different time periods here. Mm. Why don't we have like a more mm. you know Renaissance classical sounding like strings? Like, yeah, and then like and then like yeah, like we don't. It would be or cool. no grunge, I guess. Then it then would be metal well, in the like future? I think techno. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's in a like in space. It would be cool to see the same themes done in past, present, future. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a huge misstep because like. It's the same shit, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just having a re- repeated theme in different styles would have been really neat. That would have been cool. You know, but, but, you know. It is what it is. Uh, so, the reason he was picked, I think, for this movie, uh, he was the, what was it, former classmate of Christopher Young. I guy, did read that. The guy that did Hellraiser oh. 2. One and two. Oh, was he one also? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Um, so, like the guy before him, I don't think he was treading any new ground. Well, on the movie before this, the new ground was the heavy metal soundtrack. Yeah. But the yeah. soundtracky songs were still same old. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Not interesting. <laughs> um, this guy, uh, his first movie was 1991's Children of the Night. And uh, so he was five in, five years into his career when he made this one. And he went on. Uh, his most latest works were actually in video games. Uh, hmm. Going back to video games here for like a second. The, yeah, like the he girl, did, booby girl. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he did the Silent Hill games for the last couple of years that hmm. they were a thing. And he also did Dishonored, which was a really cool kind of steampunk period piece stealth game. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, you know, you don't hear about its soundtrack, yeah. but, uh, I don't know. That's what he was up to. Uh, guess what he's up to right now? Uh, uh Chi, he, I actually, I think he's with Pinhead. Origami. He's fucking dead. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, dead. Oh. He, uh, cool. sarcoma. Sarcoma. What's that? Cancer. Oh. Yeah, a- age 60. Dang! Right. So I I wish I would have I feel a little sad bringing up the fact that when I looked this guy up on Wikipedia I laughed because his picture he's wearing this goobery fedora and he looks like an idiot but he's a dead idiot so it's oh I thought you were saying like the fedora is a cover of his bald head because the key ooh 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 no (laughs) okay um yeah I'm uncomfortable no I'm I'm uncomfortable all around so so that's Daniel Craig. Licked. Licked. I think let's do licked. I think it's yeah. licked, right? Uh, licked, yeah. That's how I'd read it. Um, So that led me... I had some time to kill earlier today, and I listened to the soundtrack on YouTube. Somebody had posted all the songs, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some interesting comments on the YouTube. Oh, was this, oh. Was this your deep dive? Slicky that you did Kid. Today? Yeah. Slicky, Slicky kid, kid uh two years ago he ranked the Hellraiser series 
So that was cool. Uh, this guy's really passionate about it. He said this one was an awesome sequel, prequel, future sci-fi movie. This is where it should have ended. Epic. Oh, um, okay. He rates Epic. them all. He says this is his third favorite. Uh, he made a second comment. To be honest, this is where the franchise really ended. Anyone agree? Four came to full circle. Someone says, sounds tr- so triumphantly evil. But here is where I found something interesting. Okay. Gretchen Hubbard 3. Actually, Gretchen Hubbard three years ago. Oh, okay. And they didn't put a they didn't put a space there. Look, it's like. Um, oh yeah, that is weird. So listen to this, stepmom. I remember recording the choral parts to this in a freezing cold cathedral in Seattle late one night. Can't remember how they identified us in the credits, but it was basically like sixteen people from the two door choir under the direction of Doug Fullington. Is there some scene in this movie where someone is torn apart by chains? I have a vague memory of seeing that on Doug's screen while we were recording. Whoa! That's so rad. Yeah. Uh, we happened to find someone That's who did. That's really cool. Of the... That's really cool. And so I looked into. Yeah, Gretchen did you Hubbard. find this lady? Is I she like legit? Is she, Gretchen... a, is, she a well, sing- is she a legit singer? Well, let me show you where I went. So Gretchen on her YouTube this channel. This goes all the way to the top. Gretchen's music, uh, Gretchen's YouTube channel just has a few playlists. Okay. Island Girl Workout, <laughs> Tahitian Hip Hop, <laughs> Costuming Ideas, so, and be- Tahitian Cardio. Okay, so this is a, you know, this is a podcast, this is an audio medium, so what people can't see is all these videos of, uh, you know, ladies in bikini tops and hula skirts mm-hmm. dancing in very bright sunlight, doing yeah, some, like, hip dancing. So that was a dead end. But oh okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, does she sing on them? You think? I don't think so. I think she. I think these are her. This is her workout playlist. I think. Oh, these are just her liked <laughs> yeah. videos. But I looked into the two door choir that she is was it, a part is of. Is it two doors or tutor? I don't fucking know. I think it's tutor. Um, hailed as a superb choir, a uh, choir to watch. I mm. found something that these guys are famous for. Um, I want to take us. To a 1965 American musical drama, The Sound of Music. Okay. You no familiar? way. Yeah. I know yeah, the, no the main way. one. Okay. Um, are you familiar with Doe, a deer, a yeah. female deer? They did that. Ray, no, not quite. So, oh, bummer. I didn't. So, Doe, Ray, me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It turns out we all accept that. That's just like a thing. Yeah. Don't worry me. There's so actually more to this. Have you guys heard of Shape Note? No. No. Shape Note is an entire genre where, and so this two-door choir is famous for um, doing one of the most noticeable contemporary versions of this. But this is something that was done in... Shape ever... Notes are like Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do? Well, it's more saying? confusing than that. Okay, because so, you're not so, making a lot of sense. I know, you're kind I know. of being like a Hellraiser 4 right now. Let me work us through this. So the point right, of the shape... The pro- point of Shape Notes was, you know, like your quarter note, your eighth note, you've got a circle with a line. Uh-huh. The whole theme of Shape Notes is instead of that circle, there are four different pictures. Like okay. whether a circle, a diamond, a... Whoa. So each one of these symbols, whether it's like a half of a triangle, a circle, a square, or a double triangle, they represent fa, so, la, mm. that kind of stuff. And, and so in mm. shape note, which is, it's got, it's, they literally sing 
real songs, but just in these. Like the whole choir oh. is like, Fa, so la, fi, so, fo. Um, I had no idea this was a thing. It started, there is something called this uh, sacred harp music. Okay. That is called Sacred Harp because of the music textbook that had him in was called Sacred Harp. Um, this whole so, so fa la ti do shape note. It music. all it started a thousand years ago, and um, they were all because people couldn't read. It, it helps you make more connections, so you memorize it faster. And I bet that's. I'll, huh. I mean, consider this too. If you can't read, it might be like harder for you to like. Like, read notes. I don't know. It just kind of mm. makes sense. It's literally, they did a study in the 50s about, does this actually help you memorize music more? Yeah. And it does. Because the visualization they're like, tool, oh, yeah. instead of just, like, seeing It hits me the diamond, it's a, you know, do, re, do, fa, do, do. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, um, it totally makes sense. And so they actually like sing it. Like, visual learning and, yeah. like, having, having huh. something that's not just words on a page. If you have something to associate with it, that's shown to help with, yeah, mm-hmm. memory and, like, studying and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, just an entire genre of music that I had never heard of. It's terrible. Like, it sounds like what you think, but I don't know. Or, or our whole thing is learning about horror movies and music. So I thought that was something to share. I think, is it time to go to feedback corner? I would love to go into feedback corner. So as mentioned, as I think we mentioned in the past episode, so uh, it turns out our key demographic is moms. Specifically, yeah, our moms, Cody, the oh, stepmom's yeah. mom, and my mom. I wouldn't be surprised if my mom listened at some point. I, mean, I she hope she doesn't because I talked about my dad's dick briefly. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I talked about taints today. You know, you just gotta be you. Yeah. Well, and... she's really supportive, so I think she would like it. She watched us play card or dick smash, and that's, had a great time. That's true. Yeah, loved it. Um, so maybe she would like this. But so your mom listened. Yeah. So, my mom sent me some feedback about our last episode when we were talking about all of the metal bands in mm-hmm. Hellraiser 3. And we had some pretty harsh critiques. Yeah. And so she just wanted to bring up something that I think we are not as, we just wouldn't be culturally aware of because we weren't living human beings at this time. Yeah. So. Fair. This we is what screwed this up. she has to say. I got a comment on the whole music issue. At the time, it was still very new to have actual headliner bands and have their music played on movie soundtracks. The fans believed it was selling out. The bands followed suit. Major copyright violations and all kinds of junk. Then came Bill and Ted's Big Adventure. Lots of good songs and fans really started digging all the real songs being in movies. Ozzy was always trying to break into cinema and his fans always liked what he did. I think the major change of thinking was when Paul McCartney sold the song Revolution to Nike. People hated him for it at, the, at first, but more and more music artists started selling out too. People love the real bands and their music in the movies. It just took off from there. So between like 1988 and 1995, a lot of transitions were being made, integrating fans with the marriage of real bands with music and cinema. Could be the cause of bumbling tracks in Hellraiser 3. It was just still so new. Hard to gauge the climate at the time. Hmm. Before the marriage of head leather bands, music, and cinema was basically cheap knockoffs of popular music and lots of synthesizers. Basically elevator music. So, yep, music tracks and movies wasn't really an awesome thing. Once in a while, a good song was made for the movie. Case in point, Hellraiser soundtrack made for Hellraiser the movie. Hope that clears some things up for you. It was just the climate of what fans would go for at the time. We were still steep in the whole devil worship through rock music at the time, and Ozzy was the high priest. Ha ha. 
So I guess like her main point was like this was a transitional period and like people were starting to get into the idea of having real bands play music in movies. But it was a transition period of like, are you just a fucking sellout? And but there were some people that were like leading the charge and like saying that this is cool and this is okay, like Ozzy Osbourne and Motorhead and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So it was just like a weird time. So it does it maybe was a bit of a fumble, but it's because there still weren't a ton of bands that were necessarily okay with Mm. this. But it could be a huge deal for a band. It like could have just gone either way. So it was like you could Mm -hmm. maybe just get some bands on board. But not all of them. So maybe they go for these smaller time bands, too. But the fact that they got Motorhead involved was like a really, yeah. really big deal. Yeah. That we didn't really pick up on. Yeah, it was like a huge deal. And it was like part of this transition. Because like, and I think like a thing we've noted, too, especially like watching these older movies that a lot of times I think her point was too, like, yeah, a lot of the soundtracks did suck. Because unlike now, where you can get like really interesting and like cool music from artists and films, that just mm-hmm. wasn't a thing you did before because you were like a fucking sellout and like letting your music go to the man, the fucking mm. movie industry and whatever so it was just like it was like this weird transitional period so that's also maybe why it also might have felt that way just because it was in this weird in between time which i thought was interesting and i think something to think about more when we're watching movies and considering like the year that it was made and then she also uh had the opinion that we should take a break from hellraiser which i think we're I could use a break. Okay with. I, yeah, I could use a and break And her well. suggestion was uh, Maximum Overdrive, the, like, what is it? The Stephen Monster King. Truck Horror Movie by Stephen King. Apparently, it heavily features ACDC. Oh, I'm in. So, that was her suggestion for our next movie. She's like, you guys okay. are going to fucking love it. <laughs> I mean, that's... I'm down. That's our only fan suggestion. Yeah, we so got far. a fan suggestion. I think we should. And so, she also brought up the point, my mom did, because she texted all this to me, and, like, all these text messages. She's like, I wanted to write this in an email, but... You said your email too fast. So if you guys have any suggestions, if you have critiques, if you have any comments for us, and we are open to whatever you have to say, want to engage with the fans, including you, stepmom's mom. <laughs> um, we are at we are slashertracks at gmail.com. I didn't know we had a Gmail. We do. We have a Gmail. Cool. I'll send you, Who's I'll resend you the password. Interesting. <laughs> it is. And that is, again, like the name of the podcast slasher tracks at gmail.com so yeah if you have any suggestions critiques you got some insight to the movie we're talking about mm. maybe you know about this dosa rafi dope stuff um yeah maybe i've <laughs> maybe there's some music nerd that like i butchered that and they're just wanting to let me know yeah or if you have any coupons coupons <laughs> i'll take them you got some fandango coupons <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but I am also looking forward to uh, I'm more so ready for five because it's going. I think I keep saying this, but I think this was the last watchable one. Nope, five is great. It is. Oh, I think I, I, I think I think I'll remember. eat my words. I'm pretty sure I'll uh, eat my words. Now, but is five that was the good. is this the detective? I think it's one? the detective noir. It's the detective thing. one. Oh, I'll get to talk about the guy that was in Thirty Rock. So can't wait. That'll be the thing I talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, do we have closing thoughts? I know Cody didn't like this movie at all. You know, I just felt like it was too too many ideas and none of them were fleshed out in like really comprehensive good ways. 
Like, I think a prequel would have been cool. I feel like a sequel would have been bad. <laughs> um, That's why they did both. It equals out to be yeah. Yeah. awful. Er, more awfuler, more awfulist. It's it is sh- stuff you scrape off of like the little tracks in between your shoes with toothpicks or oh, like an old wow. rusty fork. And You're I think right. that I have maybe sounded more enthusiastic about this movie than it actually was because I just really liked the beginning part. You fell asleep. And I fell asleep this time and I didn't care that I did So I was like, I saw it once, I'll figure it out. Um, it just gets real boring. Yeah, the second, at- the second once half. Adam Scott's dead, I'm done. I, <laughs> I think we'll all agree that it was, it was a step down from three. Um, For sure. I didn't hate it as much. As you guys did. Fun idea um, to do yeah, the origin and of the puzzle box. I'm a sucker for like, okay, now we're gonna go to space for this sequel. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, because um, you got. I would do have it. preferred it to be all in space. Um, I would prefer to be all in all the 1800s. Leprechaun Insane. Four, all in space. Dude, no, like picturing like the the cenobites with the with the the like. The fancy Cenobites oh, in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. The powdered the, wigs. The powdered wigs and the and the clowns and stuff. That uh, Counterpoint, Pinhead in like an Apollo 11. I think it just should be two suit. separate movies and both done with effort. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the last bit of effort. The next the one's the Detective Noir one. So uh, new genre. New we'll genre. Moving on. In a, in a few weeks when we watch that. But uh, so I guess we'll, we'll Are do we locking a... in Maximum Overdrive? We, do I like that idea? Stephen oh. King, Monster Trucks. Oh. We did it. Okay. Boom. Uh, well. I think we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, th- I think that's it. Um. I have no more notes. Cool. I closed my so, notebook a while ago. Again, if you have anything that you want to get on our case about, that's slashertracks at gmail.com. We also have uh, an Instagram. It's called slashertracks. Uh, yeah. That's basically how you do it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to keep chugging along in this Hellraiser series, but we're going to take a break next episode. For ourselves and for you. Yeah. So just break this up. This is for us and this is for the fans. This is for yeah. everybody. Yeah. For sanity's sake. Right. Let's take a breather. Well, We thanks. got plenty more. Thanks for listening. Thank you, all our moms. Thanks, uh, moms. Appreciate the feedback and appreciate the uh, the love. Um, this has been Slasher Tracks. I'm Aaron. I'm Sloan. And I am your stepmother. We'll see you next time.